Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? Um, we are here during Spooky Week, and we are here with actually a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Hi. I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Josh. Where Hi. are you from? We just uh, well, New Jersey originally, right now California, and I'm flying to Delaware tomorrow. But um, cool. <laughs> my, my show is Haunting Season. And uh, it's a, it's like a YouTube, it's a podcast, it's a TikTok, it's whatever you want it to be. You just have to dream yeah. and clap your hands, and it'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> we love, we love a, a anything you want to be kind of attitude. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to talk about the Queen Mary this week. Dun, dun. Spooky Queen Mary. <laughs> As usual, Haley's going to bring you the history. I'm going to bring you the spooks. And Josh will just kind of, you know, filter in whatever he wants to say. I got invited here to have fun, and that's what I intend to do, Dan. He's going to have fun. He's going to get spooked. And, yeah. So, Haley, what do we have for history of the Queen Mevy? Hop right into it. Okay. So, the Queen Mary was called an RMS, which means it's a royal mail ship. Okay. So, it was a part of a... uh, British ocean liner that also consisted of the Queen Elizabeth. It was built by John Brown and Company in Clyde Bank, Scotland. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, <laughs> they basically built these two ships because they didn't want to be left behind because Germany, Italy, and France were all building their own ships. And they were like, I don't want to be left behind, so I'm going to build two ships of my own. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't leave me out, Dad. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Wait, I already have questions. Is it mail, like M-A-I-L? Like is it a mail delivery ship or mail ship yeah. M-A-L-E? Like boys. Boys club. <laughs> no, it's M-A-I-L. Oh, oh that's so like, great. Did they transport mail? Yeah, I think so. That's bonkers. Did they transport mails? Did they transport... Mails. Probably also it's, mails. It's, it's raining. Ma- oh. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But yeah, so that because that was the main, I guess, course of mail delivery, you know, (laughs) before via ship. Yes, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because you had to at least between oceans, right? Between oceans, you had to keep in contact with your English counterparts. Right, right. Queen Mary made her first maiden voyage. Woo! May twenty seventh of nineteen thirty six. Maiden voyage just means it was her first voyage that she did, that she completed 
with her intended duties. Duties, got yes. it. Yes. <laughs> uh, she also won. <laughs> what? Nothing. I just laughed at duties, and he laughed because I laughed. Oh my god. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> if the shoe fits, I'll wear it. <laughs> it's the first time I've come on a podcast and been called dumb. But <laughs> you're, you're obviously Tweedledee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know her. She's I'm big dumb. <laughs> Smooth brain. <laughs> no wrinkles. Anyway. <laughs> she won the blue rye band, which is just, it's an unofficial award, I guess. I okay. Like, it's unofficial, so it was important, <laughs> but... Um, she got an award for doing her job, or what? Uh, it's basically an award that ships are awarded for having the fastest average speed. Um, <laughs> Unofficially, though. Yeah. Yeah. Unofficially, the fastest average speed. (laughs) Which I thought was. You're very fast in an average sort of way. (laughs) (laughs) Which was only like 36 miles per hour. (laughs) Well, it's a big ship. I mean, yeah. I expected ships to go so much faster than that. I don't know why. I was like, they zoom in, but they only go, they under 40. Yeah, but <laughs> you're in a big ocean. If you were trying to swim, what you'd are they gonna take... hit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I have a story about that, so let's move on. <laughs> Cute Titanic. <laughs> Next week we'll be talking about the Titanic. <laughs> it was it's isn't it like 20 times bigger than the Titanic? I have no idea. I, that's what I No, it's oh, twice ab- as big absolutely as the Titanic. Absolutely not. Twice as big as the Titanic. No. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I, I saw... I've been on the Queen Mary. I didn't think... Or no, I guess I was near... I was near the Queen Mary at one point. I didn't think it was that big. It, I mean, that's what I read. I've never been at the Queen I guess Mary. it is. Maybe maybe I need to lower my expectations about the Titanic. Yeah, or, you know... I think the Titanic <laughs> was actually really small. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why I have this faint memory of a picture. And it was like, Titanic versus ships nowadays or something. Yeah. And the Titanic's oh, wow. like super tiny. <laughs> It's a little wee boat. <laughs> no wonder it couldn't survive an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it won that award. It lost the title to SS Normandy in 1937. Reclaimed it Damn. in 1938. Oh. And kept that title until 1952. We love a comeback queen. <gasps> <laughs> well, she didn't come back from this side. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> She lost it in 1952 to SS United States. I was like, of course. Of course. In World War II, it was converted to a troop ship and ferried Allied soldiers, obviously. Obvi. After World War II, then yes. it was refitted to basically do its previous duties, what it was built for. Shipping mail. Yeah, the shipping yeah. mail thing. And it dominated the mail industry. Business. <laughs> business <laughs> until the jet age. Okay. In the late Airplanes. 50s. Yes. Okay. I mean, air, so airplanes were already a thing, mm-hmm. but it was the introduction of turbines, oh. which made planes go zoom <laughs> faster. <laughs> Talk about um, Tweedledum over here. <laughs> and then basically the Queen Mary was just starting to be bad for her business. Profits weren't obvious. You know. So let's turn it into a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Hold 
God, we still got like 50 years before that. Yikes. <laughs> oh, God, she does have a lot of pages. I have like a lot. But I'm going to sum everything up, kind of. <laughs> Let's keep going then. No more yeah, laughing. In conclusion. That's impossible for a So, uh, it was basically just losing money every year. So, 1967, it finally retired because it was losing profits. It left Southampton October 31st, 1967, and it sailed to the port of Long Beach, California, where it now resides as a tourist attraction, and it has museums, restaurants, and a hotel. Um, The ship was listed on the National Register of Historic Places, the National Trust of Historic Preservation, has accepted the Queen Mary as part of the Historic Hotels of America. Ooh. I know. Ooh. Now, fun fact. Fun facts with Haley. How much do you think this ship cost to make? It just in like in like old money or now money? <laughs> well, I'll tell you both, but I... a million. Two million. He's close. It's three point five. Oh, it's three point five it. million pounds. Pounds. Which is I was gonna say pounds. I was. You know what? <laughs> you can't change your answer now. <laughs> which is seventeen point five million U.S. dollars. I was gonna say seventeen million dollars. <laughs> oh, you can't change your answer. <laughs> Fine. Now, though, in twenty twenty, that is equivalent to three hundred thirty-eight. Million five hundred fifty thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Holy moly! Yeah, that's a lot. They really had to get that five dollars in there. Yeah, right. I'm like, damn. Just been three hundred thirty-eight million. Right. Originally, there was a lot of complaints about the design of the ship, saying it was too traditional, (laughs) which I thought was okay. (laughs) Okay, fine. I feel like you have more things to complain about. You're in the Great Depression. In other words, this is just a normal Tuesday for me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, the ship contains two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, Ooh. libraries, children's nurseries for all classes, a music studio, and a lecture hall. Wow. The largest room is the cabin class, main dining room, which is first class only. It's three stories in height. Just that one room. Wow. And it was the first ocean liner to be equipped with their own Jewish prayer room. And it was part of a policy to show that British shipping lines avoided the the anti-Semitism. The fastest trip that the ship took from... 40 miles per hour. No. No. Well, yes, going that speed. One-way trip, it was about 22 hours, and that was the fastest... Anyone's ever had mail delivered, I guess, from, <laughs> from like, London, <laughs> London to New York, and that's... Overnight, that. baby! <laughs> Imagine if Jeff Bezos built that ship. I know, right? <laughs> it'd be zooming. It'd be zooming, and it'd be shaped like a penis, but... <laughs> what? In 1958, the first transatlantic flight by a jet aircraft... It was seven to it was a seven to eight hour flight from London to New York, which created trouble because they were like, "Oh, instead of twenty two hours, can be seven to eight hours. We can get our mail in eight hours." <laughs> so that led to the Queen Mary eventually being auctioned off, 
for $3.45 million to Long Beach. Dang. To the city of Long Beach? Yes. Holy moly. Yeah. I'm surprised they have that much money. They probably didn't. <laughs> Yikes. Now you're probably right. Okay. May 8th, 1971 is when the doors officially opened of the Queen Mary for tourists. But only portions of the ship were opened and it wasn't a hotel yet. It was just, you know, so people could walk through it. And it was only opened on weekends. Oh. Because work was still being done. Uh, December 11th, 1971, Jacques Cousteau's Museum at Museum of the Sea opened, but within the decade it did close down because there was barely anyone buying tickets and all the fish were dying, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Jacques. Jacques. Jacques, what are you doing? <laughs> Wow, even Jacques Cousteau had failed businesses. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's inspiring. <laughs> oh, Don't move to Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. But November 2nd, 1972 is when the hotel opened its initial 150 rooms. And then two years later, all 400 rooms were opened. It was bought, or they brought on... Hyatt Hotels, and that they managed it from 1974 to 1980 as the Queen Mary Hyatt Hotel. Did you get Hyatt points for staying there? Like (laughs) Hyatt points. Oh jeez. So we have the tourist attraction part of the ship. We have the hotel, and we have the museum. All three were being operated by three different things, and then the ship and vessel itself was being operated by the city. So, in 1980, they realized that their system was not working. (laughs) You mean there were too many hands in the pot? Yeah. So, the ship was losing millions every year. (laughs) It's a good thing they spent so much money on it. I know. And so, they just decided, you know what? Maybe we should just bring one person that has attraction experience to, like, run this whole thing. Knows how to run a boat museum. (laughs) (laughs) That experience is probably surmountable. They found him. Wow. They brought on Jack Rather, who is a local millionaire, and he signed a 66-year lease to run everything. Him and his wife, they had so many memories of sailing on the Queen Mary, and they were he was always in love with the ship, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to take the ship for myself, you know? I'm going to run it. And wow. honestly, to be a millionaire. <laughs> honestly, it seems like through what I've been reading about the history, he's done the best with it. Okay. So he unfortunately did pass away in 1984, mm. but from 84 to 88, rather poor properties operated the ship attraction until Disney bought the holdings. Oh. And I didn't know this. So rather built the Disneyland Hotel in 1955 because Disney did not have the funds to build it so they had an agreement that he would build it but disney would have disney's name on it but he would still own it like mm-hmm. rather would own it so for over 30 years walt disney was trying to buy this hotel back mm-hmm. and finally you know after the guy died and he bought with the hotel came the ship mm-hmm Disney didn't really want the ship, but you know. He didn't want the ship. (laughs) So Okay. uh, Yeah. Basically (laughs) it was it was the baggage. Apparently. Why did he want the why why did he want the hotel so much? I 
original idea, I guess, to have that hotel, like, to build it, but he didn't have the money to build the hotel, and him and Rather, I guess, were friends, and Rather's like, you know what, I'll build it for you with my money. And I'll own it. I'll own it. <laughs> for you. your name will be, like, um, so. Ugh. Because, <laughs> I mean, that hotel is the Disney Hotel now. Yeah. That Disney hoped to turn it around and create Port Disney, which is going to be a huge Ooh. resort. And it was also going to include a Disney Sea, which was a theme park celebrating our, our oceans. But clearly we know now that fell through. <laughs> In 1992. Think of the mermaid attractions you could have off the boat. That would be cool. <gasps> yeah. Fun. That would be cool. Well. You know, when I was writing this, all I thought about was Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. That plan fell through, and in 19, 1992, Disney gave up on the lease to focus on building what would become Disney California Adventure. Oh. Yeah. Fun. That's very successful. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... The Disney Sea idea did get recycled a decade later in Japan as Tokyo Disney Sea, and they did build an ocean liner resembling the Queen Mary, but they called it the SS Columbia, and it's like the centerpiece of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, nice homage to the homage. <laughs> I'll buy the hotel. I don't want the ship, but in Japan, I'm going to build a model of the ship. <laughs> it's a little weird. I know. But that's Disney for you. There you go. Yeah. Um, in September, September 30th, 1992, the hotel closed, but the actual Queen Mary, like the tourist attraction part, it stayed open for a couple more months, but it did close December 31st, 1992. There's a lot of closing, reopening. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bankruptcy. Oh. Like a lot. So, so Queen Mary's still losing money to this day. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> We're almost done. So. When they couldn't go faster than 22 hours, they started losing money and they never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but February 5th, 1993, RMS Foundation signed a five-year lease with the city of Long Beach, which was ran by a man, Joseph F. Pruvetel. Pruvetel. Perfect. Pruvetel. Yeah. I don't know. Probably that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You just put an accent on it, and he sound, sounds like you know what you're talking about. Pouvete. Pouvete. Just a pivete. Which he did manage the attraction with rather. So okay. he has some experience. I had some hope for this one. But February 26, 1993, the hotel reopened. Mm-hmm. The lease was extended from five years to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Promising. Yeah. There was a... A real a company that had the real estate adjacent to the vessel. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's all included. It's like the vessel, the little land it's on, and everything. That was owned by Queens Seaport Development Inc. And in two thousand five, there was a rent credit dispute, which led to bankruptcy. Uh-huh. And <laughs> yikes! <laughs> there was a bid to take the lease, and the bidding to even begin bidding it was 41 million dollars starting out i don't know what the outcome what that is because it just shoots to 2007 oh <laughs> the queen mary lease was sold to a group called save the queen oh <laughs> that's clever yeah, i thought it was <laughs> basically they wanted to renovate you know more make it more modernized you know 
So they added flat screens <laughs> and iPod docking stations. iPod docking stations. Oh, it's 2007. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, iPods. Wow. You probably have that like 32 pin hookup. Right? Yeah. So it's like the c- little, completely the useless a year later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then September 2009, it was taken over by Delaware. The state? <laughs> I just wanted to emphasize Delaware. Oh. This is uh, September. 2009, it was taken, the lease was taken over by Delaware North Companies. And then in April 2011, Long Beach was informed that Delaware North was no longer managing it. (laughs) Hey, just letting you know, they're no longer managing it. We don't know who is, but... (laughs) Their stay wasn't very long. They were just like, you know what, we're going to continue renovating it. Nothing ever happened. But Evolution Hospitality assumed operations in September of... September 23rd in 2011. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, oh. another company got it. Okay. Called Urban, Urban Commons. They bought the lease. And the lease, by default, went to 2082. Oh. By default, like you're yeah. forced to keep... <laughs> I was like, oh my God. 2082? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How old will we all be then? Dead. Not as old as the Queen Mary. Oh, that's true. Oh. But May, and then in May of 2019, Urban Commons formed Eagle Hospitality Real Estate Trust, and their goal was to generate up to 566 million dollars. But sadly, <laughs> this is so sad. I know. I know. It's like. They did this and they wanted to do this, but then... <laughs> Bankruptcy. But anyway, so after they wanted that goal to happen... Yes. Uh, May 2020 closed due to the pandemic. Ugh. And then... Darn it. <laughs> March 9th of 2021, huh. they fired... No. <laughs> no happy gasp. I'm sorry. Um, they filed a motion in federal bankruptcy to auction off. <laughs> The lease. There was lots of safety issues. They can't reopen to the public. Basically, no one took care of this thing. There was no bid. There was there were no bids at all. And then it was just they they finally surrendered the lease to Long Beach in June of 2021. Oh no! <laughs> That's it. Have they reopened it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yikes. History. That's the non-spooky history of the Queen Mary. <laughs> um, well, I've got all the spooks and thrills. Now, we do like to remind people that obviously this is all hearsay. These are things that people have... I mean, some of it is facts, but some of them are like people heard something or they saw something. And you can't always trust people. People are... Liars. Liars. That's right. Okay. You don't know. You don't know that. Yeah, they could be telling truthers. Yeah. Telling Telling the truthers. Yeah. (laughs) The Queen Mary has about 49 recorded deaths on the ship. Damn. And I didn't hear a single one during the history lesson. But (laughs) during World War II, the toll, they didn't record any of that kind of death that happened during World War II, so the toll's probably much higher 
oh, of people true. who died on the Queen Mary. Some of the most notable deaths um, was the first captain, Edgar Britton. He died of a stroke in his cabin, which is just mostly Oof. natural causes. Sad. Um, in 1949, William Stark, he died by accidentally poisoning himself by drinking laundry detergent out of a gin bottle. Accidentally? Yeah. Drinking <laughs> laundry, laundry detergent, detergent out of a gin bottle. I don't know why you'd put it in a gin bottle, <laughs> but... He deserved it. I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> That's dumb. It was not the smartest thing Just he ever kidding. did. Don't haunt me. Don't haunt <laughs> me. Like, how much did he drink? Like, how do you not know? I mean, I guess gin tastes pretty bad sometimes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the laundry detergent back then was, like, super toxic. <laughs> I have no idea. Gin tasting? I don't know. I don't know how much he had to have drinking, but he basically poisoned himself because he thought it was gin, I guess. In 1966... John Petter, who was 18 years old, he was crushed to death down in the boiler room uh, by an oh. airtight door that's like an automatic airtight door that happened during a routine safety drill in the, it's called like the 13th sector, um, and they, they nicknamed him, and I think this is mean, they nicknamed him Half Hatch Harry. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, it was a routine check. Yeah. It was a routine safety check. Yeah, and he thought he could get through the door before it closed, obviously. And yeah, maybe he was drinking uh, yeah, <laughs> a little the too much gin with air quotes around. Well, Harry filled the safety exam. Yeah. Um, so they say that. Well, he kind of halfway made it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's why they call him halfway. Halfway hat Harry. <laughs> that funny guy. No, really funny. splits your side. <laughs> um, the rumor is you can still see him down in the boiler room if you want to go down there and hang out with him. Only half. But only half of him. Yeah, um, which half? <laughs> Hopefully the front half. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like straight down the middle, like long ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah his right left. side's really nice, but his left side yeah, is such a Yeah, it's a little crushed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In 1942, the HMS uh, Curaçao was escorting for the Queen Mary across the ocean. And the Curaçao was traveling in a zigzag pattern to avoid anything like a submarine attack. Mm-hmm. And the Queen... <laughs> don't... Don't... Mm-hmm, like, you know. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah, of course, a submarine attack. Yeah, yes. I'm just trying to imagine, yes. like, a ship... That's how I swim. Like, miles an hour. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, is it didn't work out for them. So the Queen Mary accidentally cut through the ship, and it's estimated that out of the 450 people that were on the ship, only 99 people survived. Oh, shit. So oh. they, <laughs> now do you feel bad for laughing? <laughs> no. No, okay. Um, anyway, so they, ca- they caught up to the ship, they cut right through it, um, and the people either died by sinking, by being trapped in the wreckage, Obviously, some of them were killed on impact, and then some of them were thrown out into the cold water. Now, not most of them died from hypothermia. Most of them in the water got pulled into the current of the Queen Mary and died by the propeller on nice. the bottom. Just sad. I, mean, I would rather get chopped up than have to like survive in the cold. 
Hypothermia is well, okay, so the Queen Mary, the person driving the Queen Mary, the captain, the captain of the Queen Mary, <laughs> he said, we can't stop, and I don't know why they couldn't stop, but they were going 32 miles an hour, you know, that's probably why, but they couldn't, they couldn't stop to help them, so they called, and the British people came two hours coming? later. British are coming. <laughs> Sorry. The British came two hours later, and they were able to save 99 people, which was good. Supposedly, you can still hear the screams in the broiler room, um, and there's also ghost activity on the front of the ship, like the bow of the ship, where they made contact and impact with the other ship. I think the screams are from Half Hatch Harry. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's... Um, also, it's a broiler room in a really big old ship. I think that things just kind of sound like screams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they oil it up a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of paranormal activity reported on the, on the, the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, guests report hearing sounds while they're trying to sleep, like creaking, knocking, and slamming doors. And again, it's a hotel, so there could be people there. Mm-hmm. Sh- you know, ships probably make noise. Um, <clears throat> they also see shadow figures that appear at the bottom of the bed, in backs of the rooms, and inside the closets, which I can't explain that part away. <laughs> no, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. Yeah. I hate that. <clears throat> and then also people say that they were... They were poked in the face while they were laying in bed. <laughs> and they woke up and they didn't see anyone or anything there. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. I got booped by a ghost. I got booped by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also would feel cold hands grabbing, shaking, or pushing them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining like this ghost going... just giggling and ghost and running away and so now we're gonna get to the ghosties ghosties. (laughs) so there are quite a few different ghosts i have the ones that i have and um that's all i have so there is (laughs) (laughs) what kind of statement is that i have what i have and i don't have things that are not in my possession you know what (laughs) i quit i'm just kidding um so (laughs) there is a lady in white i feel like there's There's always always a lady lady in white white. i swear (laughs) but for over half of a century there have been sightings of a woman in white in the first class lounge which is also called the queen salon and she's dressed in like a white evening gown she's dancing in her dress and Living her best life. Living her best life <laughs> as a ghost on the Queen Mary for half a century. There is reports of a ghost named Little Jackie. Jackie uh, Jacqueline Torin, who was either five or six, drowned in the second class pool, which uh-huh. is now where the Royal Theater is. And visitors say that they can hear her splashing in the pool, which is now a theater, so <laughs> no water. there's no water there now. Um, or calling out for her parents, um, or even responding to people when they ask her questions. There's also noted that there is possibly another friend who drowned years after her, who was about the same age, named Sarah, who she plays with. Which is not a pool anymore, so that's why it's weird to see her splashing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
That and she's long dead. She's also but, dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I was gonna say the fact that she's. Dead. Well, I'm just saying, like maybe like you could hear splashing if there was already a pool there. <laughs> like that wouldn't be weird. <laughs> Not the fact right. that it's a ghost. Like <laughs> the fact that you're hearing splashing away from a pool. Is that a uh, Bon Jovi U five seven one who's splashes? You remember that? It was in the it was in the trailer, and everyone in my high school was always like, because he turned around in his seat. Yeah. You know, so it was like the back of his head. It turns around, it's Bon Jovi, and he's like, splashes. <laughs> All right, so there was also a ghost, and his name is Grumpy. <laughs> Fun. Is this before or after Disney owned it? Right? <laughs> um, he is actually, his identity is unknown, but he's also referred to as the growling ghost. He's known to just growl at visitors, um, and he hangs out with Half Hatch Harry down in the boiler room sometimes. Oh, they're best bros. He's their best bros. Um, Don't make assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> they were just friends. Just. <laughs> um, he's also been heard to be at the pool, under the stairs, and also his growl is always accompanied with the smell of cigarettes. So people like to think if maybe he's not growling, but he's coughing from being a cigarette smoker. Um, you just walk down the hallway and hear... <laughs> 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 I think that sounds more like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> and then lastly, we have the ghost and her name is Dana. Legend has it is that she was murdered with her family in room B-474. Her father strangled her little sister and her mom and shot Dana in the bathroom. And her spirit lurks there, hangs out with other children, and roams the halls of the Queen Mary. Why did she get the bullet? Right? (laughs) I don't know. Would you rather have her been strangled? (laughs) No, I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) At least do all the same. I don't know. Uh, but that brings me to our most haunted rooms on the Queen Mary. Ooh. Or <laughs> something 37, whatever you said. One of them is B474. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it has a ton of activity, obviously from its gruesome murders. But it seems as if that the people who are haunting that room are not vengeful. Mostly it's just Dana, and mostly she just likes to play around, and you hear her call for her mom a lot. That's what you hear in room 474. And then our most haunted room on the Queen Mary is B340. Now, back in the 60s, there was a passenger who had brutally murdered two women on on the boat for what seemed like there was no reason for. So they locked him away in B340, which was guarded by a a guard on the boat until the police could come. And the guard said that he heard him start screaming in that room and saying that someone was in there trying to kill him. So the guard ignored it because he thought it was a ploy for him to get out of the room. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't going to open the door. And when he, when the police came and they opened the door, he was like dismembered in that room. Oh, like not just, not just like stabbed or anything, but like, in a, in a way that he could not have done that himself. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> the, That's insane. I know. Like You to, know that guard felt like shit. I bet he did. <laughs> oh my god. 
I don't like how long he was knocking on the door, like, eh, sir, check out was five hours ago, sir. <laughs> Years later, there was supposedly more murder that happened in there, but because the Queen Mary's records are blank, we don't know the, um, I, the identification or anything that specifically happened. But there are a lot of guests that who stay in that room, and they all file complaints about paranormal activity. Now... I don't know why you stay in the most haunted room on the Queen Mary and then complain about paranormal activity. Honestly. Like, it's it's marketed as the most haunted room on the, the boat. People ask to stay there because it's the most haunted room on the boat. So I don't know why people would be like, there was a ghost bothering me all night. He poked my face. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, the other most haunted places on the boats that are not technically rooms would be the isolation ward. There is a isolation ward down on the lower deck near the broiler. Um, and that's where sick and dying passengers stayed. So they weren't going to infect other passengers. Mm-hmm. And there's a placard there of everyone who has died and the reason why they've died on that ship. And some of them are crewmates and some of them are passengers. And people say that they feel a lot of heavy presence down there and a lot of, uh, and they see a lot of shadow figures there, Mm. which is spooky. (laughs) But also, why wouldn't you feel a lot of presence where probably a lot of people die? Like very, like recorded deaths happen there. So that's probably why you feel such a heavy presence when you go there. And then we have some like, a spooky theory is that down in the broiler room and on other places in the boat, there are vortexes back to the past. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> now, it might be a stretch. <laughs> I don't know any of, the, any of the hard facts about it. But some people believe that the Queen Mary has many vortexes, which are defined as small spots of spiritual energy where the spirit world connects to the human world. They say that those are located in the broiler room, the pool's dressing room. Um, And Bill Saunders claims he worked there as a tour guide. He claims that he was pulled back in time while waiting to start a tour back in, and he was pulled all the way back to 1966. And he, like everyone around him was dressed in, in clothes from the sixties and he said that it happened over a flash, but he felt like he was sitting there for quite a while in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But it was only just a few seconds in real time, which, because someone actually experienced it, I, that's why I mentioned it, is because that's pretty creepy. Everyone just played a prank on him. It sounds like an <laughs> alien abduction. Ooh, alien what? abduction. Oh. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of times you hear with alien abductions about lost time where... You know, they spend a lot, like, they're either gone for, like, a second, but it feels like a long time, or they're gone for, like, a month, but it felt like it was, like, a second. Yeah, yeah, I, I've the time. read that, yeah. I know, we're watching American Horror Story, and that's what they were talking about. Seriously. Ooh. Um, but that is the majority of all the ghosty stories that I could find. Um, mm. There's it's, obviously... It's quite hefty. What? It's quite hefty. It's a, it's a hefty sum. It is. In one place. It is. And there are so many people so on YouTube many. who have, like, explored the Queen Mary. and I want to. I would love to go to the Queen Mary. And... Would you stay in that room B340? Sure. 
It was actually, because of the activity there, it was actually stripped down for like 30 years and no one was allowed to stay in there and people wouldn't go in there by themselves. And then only just recently, like a few years ago, they opened it up to the public again to have to stay in. I'm just thinking that if someone is really dismembered there, no matter how much remodeling they do, there's still something in there of that person. (laughs) There's still, there's still something that's going to haunt there. (laughs) Yeah. No matter how many iPad uh, chargers you put in. (laughs) Right. Your your iPhone 4 charger. I would be pissed. If I was locked in this room, and there's someone in there trying to kill me, yeah. and they do end up dismembering me. Maybe you shouldn't have killed two women before you I got in there. Mean, <laughs> I guess. I think that someone would have paid attention to you if you hadn't killed two women for no reason. Okay. I'm curious of how he got dismembered, and where did this person go? You know what I'm saying? Because if I can... Because I've seen videos of the Queen Mary, and I'm like, there's nowhere to really go. Yeah, and the windows are like there's small like little, little circle little windows. Portholes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not big enough for a person to get out of. They were hiding under the bed. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maybe it was the guard. Maybe. I'm surprised he wasn't, like, suspected firsthand. But, yeah, that's that's our Queen Mary jaunt. Josh? Yeah. <laughs> How did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> Does it make you want to go to the Queen Mary? It does. You know, I've, I've seen it in person a couple of times, but I've never been on, because um, I, I live an hour from Long Beach, and my wife lived there for a while before we met, and so it's like somewhere that we go back to. And I've never, I don't know, I've seen it, I've, I saw it pretty up close when we, um, we did this wedding cruise for the weekend it's not my favorite experience i'm not a cruise i'm not a cruise person i don't like being around lots of people let alone like stuck in the middle of the ocean with a lot of people yeah so it was kind of stressful but i had this like amazing moment on the front deck like at night and billions of stars and just like the empty horizon of blackness in front of you it was pretty cool um but yeah i saw the queen mary before we boarded and thought like huh and that's about it (laughs) I thought, huh, that's about it. There's a ship. That's the ship. There's there's the ship that uh, was on episode one of Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stark. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I do like to ask our guests questions. Um, Oh, boy. And, (laughs) oh, boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just just to get to know you a little bit. yeah. So I know that you social security <laughs> name social security. <laughs> we kind of got into like what you do on TikTok and YouTube and your podcast, but I kind of like to give you another chance to tell people what you do, what you talk about. Yeah, maybe. of course. Yeah. So, um, well, I started in 2013 writing my own scary stories because I realized on YouTube there wasn't really too many people doing horror content and I've always had a heart for horror and um and I had some like real life spooky experiences in high school that you know were fun and we scared ourselves being in an abandoned building and stuff so I I told a couple of those stories and got hooked into that platform and so for two years I wrote a new scary story every week and filmed it and edited it and added a 360 degree soundscape 
So it's kind of like a movie, but then you're just watching me standing in a black void, <laughs> but telling a spooky story. And um, and I did that for two years, and then life got kind of crazy because I was growing up and things were changing. Uh, I got my dream job out here in L.A. and have been working really hard as a cinematographer and uh, helping me run this company. I'm the creative director now. And last year, right around this time... Um, we were pitching ideas for we we do a, like a lot of pharmaceutical work, and we were pitching ideas for like how do we get back into entertainment because we're all filmmakers at heart. We're all like you know that's why we got into this is to tell stories, and we don't necessarily always want to tell stories about you know like pharmaceutical products, and you know which does help people, but also I want to tell ghost stories, and so I pitched Haunting Season as. Um, like, hey, maybe we could like pick that back up and everybody loved it. And so I started a podcast version and we were still releasing stuff on YouTube, but the YouTube audience was like really more interested in the stories than the podcast. So I separated the two. My wife was using TikTok a lot and I was like, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden one day I downloaded it and was like, okay, I get it. Like now I'm addicted to it. I can't stop looking at it, but like how... How do I take like a 15 minute story or a 20 minute story and put it into a one minute format and agonized over that for a while until I just started messing around on it. And then now a year later, something like 180,000 people watching. And for perspective, like I spent two years busting my butt on YouTube and had 16,000 followers. And I thought I would never achieve anything that great ever in my life. Like that, that was be all end all. And to have like over a hundred thousand, almost getting close to 200,000 people like have seen my face and like heard what I had to say about a movie I watched. It's really weird, uh, but I'm having a blast and I release TikTok content every day. I release an hour long podcast every week and uh, like a 15 minute story every other week. That's really cool. I do love your TikToks. I know. <laughs> Thanks. I, I like your spooky stories. <laughs> what was the one? Oh, oh awesome. So, when she was like gathering up all of our special guests, all of our special guests, she she played me a snippet of one of your stories, and uh, it was the one where you went where you went to your friend's house in Michigan or something. And uh, oh yeah, she she played that for me, and then she was like. This guy is going to be on our podcast. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? <laughs> is he okay? Is he okay? No, I was, well, I was like, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> right? And here we are. Dreams do come true. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Thank I love you for that making story. My, mish, my make-a-wish dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> she's well, not dying wonder... or anything, but she's... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I put, like, endless hours of me out on the internet. I have no idea if anyone's going to watch it and be like, I got to meet this guy. Or just, like, swipes past, like, oh, brother. Oh, TikTok's brother, this like, guy that counts. That's a view. <laughs> they technically saw it. We're counting that as uh, a view. new follower. Yeah. yeah. So our second question is, what is your favorite scary movie? Yeah, I get this one a lot. And I, I'm still struggling with it because I think... I, th I there's like three answers and I can't ever um I can't ever whittle it down because the thing is my all-time favorite scary movie. The old one, right? Yeah, uh the 1970s John Carpenter yeah. version. But it's not the movie I would put on. It's not like my Desert Island horror movie. I think my Desert Island horror movie is The Ring. 
And the, the difference between them is like the thing is the one that I want everyone to see. And the ring is the one that I like cherish because of my emotional attachment to it. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like my comfort, like rainy day movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> rainy day movie, <laughs> The Ring. <laughs> See, yeah. Most people yeah. would think you're insane, but I understand. We get you here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you've actually seen the movie, you realize that it's um, it's not a jump scare movie. It's not a like, you know, big scary ghost movie. It's a it's a story from. They scare you in the beginning and then they spend the rest of the movie having you fall in love with the ghost. And she's yeah. still scary at the end, but you understand her and you've gone on this like long journey and collected all the clues. I just love that. I love that about a good ghost story because the, the, at the end of the day, it's people who are scary, not the ghosts. Oof. Wow. Wow, that was so insightful. Good. Yeah, that was yeah <laughs> people suck. People do suck. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Well, because like it's what happened to Samara that's really terrifying, not what she's. Well, I guess it's terrifying that she's like coming out of a television right. and like <laughs> ripping people's hinge, the jaws off their hinge, and right. But you know, she's nice. She, if you she's if you make a, a copy, she's, you she's, make a copy of a movie, she'll you know let you snuggle her in the bottom of the well or something. <laughs> right. Where can they find you again? It's pretty easy. It's just haunting season. That's the name of my podcast, my YouTube show, my uh, TikTok, everything. Well, that's that's all we we wrote. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I learned a a lot about who owned and then didn't own the (laughs) Queen Mary. Yeah, and the ghost. Everybody, everybody in Long Beach held that title for a couple of minutes. (laughs) So, uh, spooky babes, as you lay your head down on your pillow tonight. After visiting the Queen Mary, or not. Or don't. <laughs> don't get spooked. But we will see you in your nightmares. <laughs> 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 We've, I've only ever done that in front of another person once before, so... <laughs> <laughs>